you wouldn't happen to be cooking up an accord in the back room there, are you? You're not you're not putting together some kind of coalition, are you? Because well that that would not be oh wait a second, you have an agreement. All right. All right, this is, of course, the big topic of the day, the agreement between the liberals and the NDP, and a lot of questions about why would the NDP go ahead and do this? Because every single time a junior partner in one of these kind of deals or accords or coalitions, it's not a coalition, ends up suffering the next time at the poll. So why do it? Well, here's Jagmeet Singh. I'm not going into this uh, hoping it for it to fail. I want it to work. But we're we're going to this eyes wide open. We have full accountability. We have the ability to withdraw support, and uh, but we're hopeful that it works because it's in the interest of Canadians. It's in the interest of people. It's in the interest of kids that they get dental care, and I want that to happen. Uh, dental care for kids, one of the uh, main parts uh, that the uh, NDP has secured. Also, you know, a commitment for a national pharmacare. If you are a progressive voter, is this a good thing for you? If you're a person that I don't know believes in for example, carbon capture uh, and a price on carbon, is, is this a good thing for you if you're looking for a daycare deal to stick around after the next election? Is this a good deal for you? Bruce Anderson is the chairman of Abacus Data. Welcome to the program. It's good to be with you. All right. Uh, top line, your reaction to the news this morning. Well, I think it's a really interesting move. I think that probably it's going to result in a situation where uh, progressive voters are going to be relatively happy with the kind of government that they see. I think that it doesn't look to me like um, there were any aspects of it that required Justin Trudeau to do things that he wasn't probably already okay with doing. So I think liberal voters will probably not feel as though they've compromised anything. Although I think the the big question there is probably going to be the fiscal question. What does this do to the um, to the budget of the federal government, and people will see that over time and come to their own judgments. But overall, I think it's the kind of thing that progressive voters will will look at and say, with the details to come later and see how it works out, it's probably a step that they'd be happy with. Speaking earlier in our program with uh, Dr. Lydia Miljand, who is a senior fellow at the Fraser Institute and also a prof uh, at the University of Windsor, who question why do this like why what is the motivation here um as you say i mean these are things that the prime minister and the liberal party were probably looking favorably upon anyway is this not potentially going to hurt the ndp the next time we go to vote i think it could but i don't think that we'll know i mean i think so many things can change between now and a couple of years from now and the experience of the last few years has been a really important reminder of just how dynamic um, kind of the global political situation, including the Canadian political situation can be. Um, you know, I think it's an open question as to whether we were headed more towards a world where progressive voters were more anxious about what conservative means these days, and were going to align themselves behind one progressive party anyway. I don't, you know, I mean, people have had that conversation for many elections now, but I think from my standpoint, the term conservative and what we see about it in the United States and in some parts of Canada or in some parts of the Canadian populace has come to cause more anxiety for, for some progressive voters. And, and so we may see um, a realignment uh, down the road. 
Um, or we may, we, you know, we may still see the NDP kind of being its own party and appealing to people who want something even more progressive when, than what the liberals have on offer. Hey, interesting. I've, I've just been um, sort of paying attention to what uh, Jagmeet Singh has been saying this morning, and he's been invoking the memory of Tommy Douglas and the accomplishments uh, when Tommy Douglas was in a position of power in minority governments. But I also am reminded that when Jagmeet Singh was in favor of the invocation of the Emergency Powers Act, that it was pointed out that Tommy Douglas had opposed the War Measures Act. And so, you know, Tommy giveth and Tommy taketh away. I wonder what you what you make of the ghost of Tommy Douglas and all of this. Well, I do think that there's some when I think about the history of the NDP, and I remember following it back into the uh, the time when Pierre Trudeau was prime minister. I worked on Parliament Hill way back then. Um, the NDP had, you know, kind of a strong labor union component, strong kind of environmentalist aspect, strong feminist aspect. And I think over time, uh, a number of those sources of energy for the NDP have been, if not co-opted by the Liberal Party, at least they've been things that the Liberal Party has been really active in trying to uh, to work on shoring up its support uh, as a feminist government, as an environmentally concerned government, and with respect to labor, I think all of those things have have not made the Liberal Party, uh, by and large, feel uncomfortable with that direction. But I think there have been some Liberal voters on the center of the spectrum who become worried that the Liberal Party moved too far to the left. But as things sit right now, I think those same voters are also more worried than they used to be about what conservative means. So I think there's a lot to play for. And the last thing I'll say, Alan, is that uh, the references to Tommy Douglas as it relates to healthcare. Uh, I heard a lot from Jagmeet Singh and from uh, Justin Trudeau today about dental care and about pharmacare. And I do think that there is some connective tissue there that the NDP is pushing for health services to be affordable for people who don't have the kind of coverage that they need right now. And maybe there is a, a point of uh, historical consistency there too. Uh, you, you look at it as um, cementing some of these progressive initiatives and allowing them to be entrenched enough in society that they cannot be undone regardless of what the next election brings? Make it more difficult. I think in particular, uh, in terms of the carbon pricing and other policies related to climate change. And one of the reasons why I think it's harder for a subsequently elected government to unwind those is it's not just that consumers get used to those policies, but the businesses uh, reorganize themselves because of the policy context around emissions reduction and take advantage of uh, subsidies to help them transition to lower emission businesses. The longer that those are in place, the more uh, businesses and consumers will feel like turning back the clock on those policies is is maybe not the right idea, maybe more disruptive and not positive. The other example uh, for me is uh, childcare deals. Uh, I think um, Prime Minister Trudeau has talked about getting these $10 deals in place so that the costs for families start to come down very quickly. Ontario is a, yet a deal to be done, but I'd be surprised if that isn't done in the next several weeks or months. And I think if consumers uh, two or three years from now feel like um, they've really benefited from those childcare deals, it'd be hard to imagine a conservative leader campaigning to tear them up. So yeah, I do think that um, that those things have a chance of becoming more entrenched as policies that, that people cling to in the future and that parties don't really uh, litigate. 
Bruce, great talking with you. Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thanks for uh, reaching out. Bruce Anderson, chairman of Abacus Data.